Welcome to Thrubble Talk Podcast. One of our missions with this podcast is to highlight and showcase that there are a lot of us out here that are choosing a family dynamic and relationship structures that fall outside of the norm of monogamy. And today we are joined by Abby, who has her own unique chosen family dynamic, and she's here to share her love story and talk to talk to us about her experience and her polyamorous life. So Abby, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your relationships and um, just your your chosen family and uh, what you want our listeners to know about you? Yeah. So I have two partners. I live with my boyfriend and we live right next door to my girlfriend and her husband, my metamor. And we've been living here and dating. Um, I've been dating her for about two and a half years. So this is about how long we've been together. Um, my boyfriend and I have been together for about four and a half years. And oh gosh, I just got nervous and forgot everything. Those are my, uh, those are my partners. Okay. That happens. That happens. And then your girlfriend, um, you guys did not know each other when you became neighbors, right? Like you met because she moved in. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Actually, Elijah and I was reminiscing on that this morning that we toured the apartment. And I remember meeting my girlfriend. Um, her name is Emily. So I remember meeting Emily when we were touring it. And, you know, that was that. We moved in about a month later. And, um, yeah, we we met we met really briefly when we were when we first moved in. But then we ended up throwing a yard sale together with one of our other neighbors. And we spent the whole afternoon together having lunch and just talking with our other neighbor, who's um, an older woman that we adore. And we got to know each other, her husband, her, he was her boyfriend at that time. They got engaged the week after. So he was out of town. So we just got to know her that day. And then they went and got engaged. And then we all kind of started hanging out and became friends. And I just assumed that we were going to have you know, some best friends who lived in the apartment next to us. And then very quickly, um, Emily, Emily's also bisexual and she and I were getting close and she invited me to go crystal shopping one day mm -hmm. and we went to a crystal store. We got, we were talking, you know, we talked about our partners. We talked about monogamy. She asked if we were monogamous. Um, my answer to that was kind of like, we're not monogamous, but we're also currently monogamous. Okay. Like we'd always planned to when we met someone that we figured we would open our relationship when it was time. And we just, we knew that we would know when it was time and we weren't really pushing for it. Um, we were kind of just waiting for the right situation to happen. And then the right situation happened. Wow. <laughs> so um, Emily and I, yeah, yeah, it was cute. So the Emily and I talked that day and she she voiced interest in me at first and asked if that was something I was interested in. And I was like, oh, my God, this gorgeous woman is actually interested <laughs> in me. Wow. And uh, that day I was I was like, you know, let me kind of caught, caught off guard. I'm all nervous. Let me kind of think about this. And um, Elijah was actually out of town. So I had a couple days to kind of ruminate by myself because I wanted to tell him in person. And um, so he got back to town. I told him what happened and asked if he was comfortable um, with me pursuing this. And he was, you know, basically like, yeah, I like, I like her. Let's, you know, let's see what happens. Keep me informed. And mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. That that's awesome. So exciting. Yeah. So when you and Emily met, you both already knew that 
you were bisexual, but hadn't necessarily talked like that. I mean, that's not something that usually comes up in conversation. Like you meet somebody yeah. like, Hi. And you are also in a relationship, both of you. Yeah. So yeah. there's two things here, the bisexuality aspect and the non-monogamy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we knew. I mean, we're both very openly out as gay. Um, yeah, we, we could tell. We, we knew that each other. We were bi. Okay. That was never really discussed. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you know you were polyamorous yeah, we before uh, before you guys met? I wasn't using the term polyamorous. I just knew that I wasn't comfortable being monogamous yeah. yet. Like when Elijah and I started dating, I I knew at the very beginning, like, oh, this is a good thing. Like, I like this guy. You know, I want to see where this goes, but also I don't want this to be the end of everything. Like dating him, we're going to get married. I'm never going to see anyone else. I was just out of a pretty casual relationship um, with a woman, and I was excited about that. I was like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get into a monogamous relationship yet. So let's just kind of see where it goes. And we agreed that we we knew that we would be able to do anything as long as we talked about it. So we said everything, everything's on the table, everything's fine. Let's just always keep communication open. If anyone ever has feelings for someone else, we'll deal with it then. We'll keep the conversation open. Um, at first we were talking about, you know, just me dating women, but of course that would, of course that's not exactly how that needs to go. So we talked about him also dating women and me potentially dating men. And we just said, we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out as we go. We can get through it. We can figure it out, but Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I find that that's a great approach for Mm -hmm. most relationships. When you try to put the relationship inside a box from the very beginning and you're like, this, none of this stuff is ever allowed. Like, it seems like you can't control how you grow and develop as individuals. It gives no freedom for growth, for personal growth and change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome that you and Elijah are able to have that. That's kind of what I think monogamy gives. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Now, Abby, you mentioned that uh, you were very out. How out are you? And how, how accepting is your family and friends? Um, I'd come out, I came out to my parents about two years before this. Um, my parents were the only ones that I was nervous about coming out to. I basically had the opinion that I don't need to come out to anyone. I'll just, like my friends and everyone else in my life, that I'll start dating women. I'll start talking about women. And a lot of my friends are queer, so they just kind of picked up on it. And we never really had to have a big conversation. Honestly, most of my best friends are queer, so we... I feel like we're pretty clockable in, in life is what I mean by that. Nice. And how accepting was, were your parents? My parents, when I first came out as bisexual, I was dating Elijah and they, they're very conservative. So they were of the, okay, we love you, but also we don't need to deal with this, right? You're dating a man. You think you're going to marry him. Right. And, and so it was kind of like, okay, I did it. I came out, you know, I don't have to worry about things, but also it wasn't, wasn't a wonderful um, feeling, but also, I don't know. I figured it was, it was okay at the time. And I was really nervous to come out as polyamorous and Hey, I'm dating a woman because I really, they really love Elijah. And I love, I love that idea of my parents being close to my partners. And I really want that with them and Emily, but I know that's going to take so much time. And so I ended up coming out to them um, on mother's day to my mom on mother's day, because that was the time that we were together and she didn't love that mother's day present. (laughs) (laughs) It was, um, it was kind of unfortunate timing because my grandmother was, had a stroke 
month after Emily and I started dating. So it was a tricky subject of how to be there with my family, but also wanting to tell them about this new relationship and kind of having to keep it in the dark was hard at that time. And yeah, so I ended up, I, I wanted to tell them before my grandmother passed away, okay. which I did do, but it was also the last time that we saw her in person. So it did, it caused a really big rift um, between me and my parents. Uh, my sister kind of jumped on board with me because she's also queer and a little bit polyamorous. And so she kind of came on board and was like, Hey mom, you gotta, you gotta be chill. You can't be cutting her out because mm -hmm. of this. And yeah. it was, I don't even know. It was a big thing. That was a year and a half ago. And we've done pretty good at rebuilding that relationship, which I'm really proud of us for doing. But I know that we have a lot of ways to go until they see Emily in the same light that they see Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that you are able yeah. to start rebuilding things and, and just be patient with them and yeah, yeah. but kind of let and them. Very, very brave of you to yes. do this. Like, uh, I think a lot of people don't have the courage to do this because they're scared of being uh, rejected by their families. So mm -hmm. very brave of mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's awesome. hard. I, I it the is. last thing I want is to go no contact with them, and right. that's I see so many people having to do that, and I've I've told them like this. My goal is that we work through this so that we can stay together as a family. That's our goal. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I, I'm I. We haven't mentioned yet, but just so our viewers know, um, Abby is very active on TikTok and shares a lot of videos and stories of her polyamorous life. And you mentioned in one of your videos that like your kind of your long-term goal and dream is for you all to have a home together, right? Like you and, and yeah. Elijah and Emily and her husband, like you all live in a home together. Is that still kind of the, yeah. the hope? Well, we live in Los Angeles. So uh -huh. the whole housing market is pretty high up. <laughs> yes. so that yes. is also a contributing factor there. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we love, I love the dream of all four of us in a house with three bedrooms so that each couple can have a bedroom because that's really important to us. We have, Emily and I have a bedroom that we can use here, but it's not ours. Okay. And also with pets, we want to adopt pets together and things like that. We, yeah. we would love to live together in the future, but it's kind of one of those things that it's not a financial reality right now. And so we like to view the future as open-ended. You know, we don't, we don't want to put any of us in a box and, we don't want to say this is exactly what we're going to do, how our life is going to go. We're going to plan everything out. We kind of look at these are the possibilities that we would like in the future. We all like the idea of living together. We'll see what happens when we're ready for that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. One step at a time. That's awesome. One step at a time. That's all you can do. Yes. Yes. So have you, you consider yourselves a quad. Is that correct? I think I consider ourselves a quad. Okay. Um, I know that I use that term on TikTok a lot because that's how I feel. I think that's how Elijah feels. I haven't checked in with Emily about that term. I think that I use the term quad because it's the chosen family that I feel safe in. Mm. And we're still building intimacy within that dynamic, like particularly between me and my metamor. We're still getting closer in a way that in a friendship way. Um if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like I don't want to share too much about him, but no, that's, yeah, kind, of that's, the, okay. that's yep. kind of the answer there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and have you found it difficult to find resources or like as you're kind of making your hopes and plans for the future, um, have you found it difficult to find resources or connect with other people that kind of have similar relationship dynamics um, or have like advice for you on 
and how to proceed, especially considering the the unique dynamics right. like the, you're, with the men not being in yeah, right. relationship. I with find you. it hard for us to find resources. You are even more unique than we are. So like, I can only imagine how, how is it for you? Yeah. Resources outside of TikTok, definitely. I don't even know where I would go. I feel like TikTok has become this safe place and this huge just connection where I can, I think as a resource with so many voices there, it's, that's kind of where I've taken the most advice and kind of learned as much as I have by listening to everyone, because everyone is so different that it does give you the opportunity to kind of build your own relationship Mm -hmm. dynamic. And that is kind of what we've done. So no, I don't think I know anyone else who is in the exact situation that we are. I think we all have great therapists and they are, they're pro polyamory. So that's our big help. But outside of that, no, I can't even think of Mm -hmm. a resource that I would go to. Did you find it hard to find? That is a goal going. Sorry. Did you find it hard to find therapists that are pro polyamory? I found it hard to find a therapist when I was looking for a new therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow I ended up with the first therapist that I started seeing. I told her that we were polyamorous and I just was like, this is what it is. And right. she was always okay. Um, there was a time that I was looking for a new therapist and I was just too overwhelmed with that. Yes, that mm-hmm. seemed Im- like an impossible task. I can't even imagine I got too overwhelmed with that. I decided to stay with my therapist because right. and pay out of pocket and not even deal with insurance. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, there's, there's no, there's no way. Um, yeah. no, I can't imagine trying to do that. I found that would be really hard. Right. Yeah. We we've heard that. But that being said, my girlfriend is a therapist and she's a sex therapist. And so she has a lot of connections in that world. So I know that if, if, it's really, it's insurance that's difficult. If you can go out of pocket and go with whoever you want, I know that she definitely has a lot of resources and can help connect people. And she knows a lot of people who are pro, pro polyamory. Could you speak uh, to your guys' communication styles in your quad? And has it evolved um, since the beginning of your guys' relationship? Yeah, sure. Communication is obviously the most important part of of, of a relationship in general. And in a polyamorous relationship, communi- communication is so, so important. Like I said, for Elijah and I, we said on day one that we would talk about everything, absolutely everything. And so that was a standard that we set that has absolutely served us so well. I didn't even know the depths of communication that you could go into with someone. And so he and I really developed this skill. And then when I started dating Emily, She's also pretty good at communicating. So she kind of adapted to my communication style and we were able to easily go into that. It is, that's kind of what I mean when I say building intimacy with my metamor is we are working on that communication. And even though it's awkward, we we're trying to do a lot more communicating as a quad. Like for a while there, there was a lot of like, okay, I'll talk to you and then I'll talk to you and then you'll communicate this to him and then we'll do this to you. Mm. And that, that got way too much. And at one point, I don't even remember, someone was like, hey, I, I cannot be this bridge between mm-hmm. the two of you. Yeah. Like we have to work together and be able to communicate together. And it is awkward sometimes, but it's also, it's, it's so important that it's not, it's not optional. It's not an option. It has to happen in order right. to move forward and to be in a healthy relationship. So we have, it's, it's an evolving skill. I think we've come a long way though. Yeah. We had s- similar yeah. yes. issues early on when we were a V. Um, yeah. yeah. It was like kind of Josh mm-hmm. was finding himself stuck in the middle 
a lot. And yeah, eventually it was like, okay, like. I think that's such a normal thing because like we're so wired to be couple, couple, couple. And all of a sudden you are no longer just two people and you have to embrace the fact that you have a relationship with all these people involved in your polycule. Yeah. And it has to be an open communication between all of us. Yeah. It, it was it was the hardest thing to wrap my mind around for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, and it can be more challenging when you when you don't have that romantic relationship right. yet. It's like I'm having this problem, but yes. I don't know how to say that. And like, am I am I even okay yes. to have these these right. feelings or these issues since we mm. don't have that romantic relationship? And right. Sometimes you're extra careful that you don't come across like either jealous or like you step on any like any issues or boundaries. Yeah, yeah it's, the it's territorial. Or, sure. Yeah, there's so many so many. Yeah, so we dynamics. we definitely understand what you guys are going through. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you guys are in a different situation because we don't have any throuple dynamics going on. So even though we are kind of all in V's and we do communicate all together, it is still different because we don't have those romantic connections between us. I can imagine it would be a lot more, a lot more different for you that I, I wouldn't know what it was about. But initially we were a a V dynamic. So Shara and I were not romantically involved. So we also had to deal with learning how to communicate with each other, even though we were not in a relationship. Yeah. And then yeah, relearning right. the Got communication it. styles once it was a romantic yes. relationship. It's like, <laughs> okay, like now we've got to shift things again. <laughs> so many learning curves. What was that boring? What was that shift like between communicating? Uh, for me, the hardest thruple. thing for me going from V to a throuple was understanding that I have to uncouple from Josh in order to become a throuple. I just couldn't, I didn't, I didn't even think it was necessary because I don't, I don't know. I wasn't prepared in any way. And I understood that until I uh, do that uncoupling, like consciously, then I can never be part of the throuple. I'll always like put Char Mm -hmm. on one thing. I didn't want to do that. I would always put her on second place. So I would create this hierarchy in our relationship. And I re- mm. something was off and I couldn't, I didn't know what it was. And if I would have had resources, if I would have had a therapist that would have known what you need to do to move from couple to throuple, then it would have been much easier for me. Mm. But this way I had to figure out on my own. So yes, as soon as I realized that That's everything, hard. yeah, everything uh, was much smoother. And there was a point too, where I had to finally put my foot down. I was like, I'm not going to be the go-between right. <laughs> anymore <laughs> between you guys. If you want to talk, go talk yes. it out yourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely a line there between like a venting and uh yeah, going to him to like fix things. Right. Like, no, like we're done with that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I think treating your partner as like your your other partner can't be who you go to talk to about your other partner. And, yes. You know, designating that that's where you, that's when you go to your friends. That's when you go to your therapist right. or your sister. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Not, Not everything like, is for your partner's ears. There's like there's a there's a space for like mediating. But like, yeah, when it comes to like. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? Like, fix this or um, right. or just venting like, oh, my gosh, I'm so frustrated. Like we that needs to happen between directly between the parties involved and then and then once that does happen and that conflict is resolved then boom like you reach a new level of intimacy with that partner which is beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. so this this uh i'm thinking uh uh, since we're talking about communication between two partners do you feel like you take a dual approach to your two relationships your relationship with elijah and your relationship with emily or are you the same person with both of them because i find that 
I'm Ooh. different with Josh. I, I talk differently with him. I'm a different person. I act differently and I'm different with Shar. Do you feel like you're the same way or you're exactly the same with both of them? Oh, that's such an interesting question that I don't think I've thought about. I'm probably different with both of them. I feel like they bring out different sides in me. Like, I feel like she brings out the softer, more like, oh, I can see it. I can't think of the word. Like the... Feminine? I can't even think of the word. I want to say feminine, but like, did I get this, it right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm thinking I'm seeing like a meadow with daisies. Yeah, like <laughs> yep. the, the nurturingness that comes with. Yeah, yeah, nurturing. I like that. Yeah, and we're both we both love musicals, so we sing together and we obsess over musicals and Disney, and we do very different things on date night. Um, whereas Elijah, I feel like we're more like, oh, what are we? I have a picture of like the stability of. Um, like homemaking and yes kind of future planning he and i future plan a little bit more mm -hmm. i think and we do like we can do more like we both love halloween there it is we both love halloween and kind of the darker edgier things of society and so we kind of, I, that brings out that side of me right yeah like you have the softer and then you have the edgier i feel like they bring mm -hmm. out those different sides of me that's nice. such an interesting nice. question though i'm gonna have nice. to think about that more mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah. uh, abby you mentioned that it's very hard to find resources you know you said you found some stuff in tiktok but if there was a quad just starting mm -hmm. out what advice would you give that quad try and find some accountability with if that's a therapist uh, that's great if that's not possible try and find a community that you can talk to whether that's online or in person, I think having people to be able to say that you're not doing this alone, like at least whether you know them as a best friend or you're just around them, I think surrounding yourself with people who are a little more like-minded and can break up that stigmatized monogamy that's in your brain. Okay. I think that that's important. Well, we just so happen to have a community. Yes, yes. <laughs> for quads and throuples. Too, that yep. I joined yesterday. Yay. Yes, awesome. thanks for joining. Yeah. So if any of our listeners want to get a touch, uh, in touch with Abby, we have the Thruple Talk Connection Hub. And, on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook. And we're going to put all your Abby's links on there so you can get on her TikTok. And you mm -hmm. have a, don't you, don't you have a skincare business? I do. I have, I'm launching a skin, well, launching. I launched a skincare business back in 2021. And I've put it on the shelf while I went through a lot of, mental health journey and things, um, parents and grandmothers and coming out and things like that. Um, it kind of took a back on the back burner. And then this year, this is the year that I'm getting it back started. So it's a glitter care. It's a skincare line with biodegradable glitter infused inside of it. Ooh. So I'm very excited to be getting that back on the back up on off the ground this year. That is awesome. Yeah. And I know you gave us the link for that. So we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, that is called the, the glittercarecenter.com. Is that yes. correct? What's your number yeah. one product? You yeah. So the, yeah, it's a cocoa and raspberry body butter. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> that now. sounds fantastic. <laughs> yes. Well, my Christmas shopping so next good. year just got very easy. <laughs> yes. As long as your person loves sparkles, I got you. I love sparkles. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. And then, um, I know you had mentioned, I wanted to ask you about, um, your girlfriend got married in February and you were the maid of honor. It, 
Do you want to tell yes. us what that was like? Like, I can't even imagine the <laughs> the flood of emotions that you must have been experiencing in that. Like, amazing. Oh, my gosh. I've been trying to, like, tell the whole journey. And I've still, it's January of the next year. And I still don't have all the words. It was the the preparation for the wedding, I think, was fine. I was preparing. I was planning the bachelorette party and I was in like planning mode, like, let's go. It hit me about a month, about two months before, like, oh my God, she is getting married. Wow. (laughs) And I, I had, I had to work through a little bit of things, but I think the majority was just excitement. And then the, the day of the wedding was just this flood of love and tears and beauty and the word compersion just feels like it doesn't even cover it. Like I was just sobbing without words. Just, it was so beautiful. And the emotions were so complex because it was like, like listening to my metamor tell, say his vows because they wrote their own vows and he's a writer by profession, Mm -hmm. hearing the love that he has for her. And they've been together for 10 years. That's such, they have the most beautiful love story and I feel like I'm a I'm a part of it in a way, but I'm also feel like I'm not a, a part of it in a really beautiful balance. And I feel like the wedding just really showed that balance. Like I was a part of it and I was there with her and she took some moments to be with me, but also we could just celebrate in the love that she right. and her hus- now husband have. And it was just so beautiful. I cried the entire time. I couldn't stop myself. That is amazing. That's beautiful. Did the dynamics between you and Emily shift at all after that, or even you and and, uh, Emily's husband? They didn't actually shift in reality. My brain definitely I was going to ask, yeah, yeah, I know you said you were dealing with some stuff. Were you like, was, were you like (laughs) scared that it was going to change things in a negative way for you? I think the most, I think the thing that I felt the most was that because he got a promotion from fiance to husband, Mm. I felt like I was inevitably getting a demotion, Mm -hmm. which is just not true. And so I feel like I had to spend a lot of time, like it took me a a week or two to be able to even use the word husband just because it was feeling like such a, such a shift. Um, But Elijah, he was also really great at being there with me. He reminded me constantly, like, you and Emily are the same. Like your relationship with her is the same. Her relationship with him is the same. Like they're legally married, but they've, you know, they're, they live together. They have bunnies together. Nothing about their relationship is changing and nothing about your relationship is changing. And that was true. I mean, we had, I felt like, you know, so much of our time was spent on their relationship that I obviously felt like I needed some time. We needed to spend a little bit of quality time with just the two of us, but we did that. We took that. And that, that was, I think really key to helping me process all of that. And once I think I really understood that in my heart, things were fine because nothing changed in reality. Right. Really. It was, it was nothing that changed. They got a shared bank account, had a little twinge of jealousy and said, that's fine. Is it something that uh, in the future, do you hope to be more to Emily than you are right now? Like, would you ever consider being a wife to her? A wife. I don't think that there's anything in reality that I need more of from her. I would love more time with her. And I think that's where the fantasy of all living together comes from. I think that we've both talked about getting married and becoming wives. And I love that idea. But I also, 
I'm not ready for that right now. Right. Yeah. Elijah and I have also talked about getting married. I don't think I want to get legally married to either of them. I think I would love to marry both of them at right. some point. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. Not that's really what I was that asking. It's a priority for me. Right. But, it, but it's something that it, it could be beautiful in the future. Yeah, it really could yeah. be. And I just saw that y'all are engaged and planning on yes. going to Massachusetts. And yes, I think we're that very is excited. so, so beautiful. I'm so happy for you. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This actually uh, brought something in to, to my mind when you were talking about Emily's wedding that I re I don't think I've ever thought about it, but I uh, I didn't know Shar and Josh when they got married and I missed all of that. And mm -hmm. I hear stories and I see pictures, but this is something that I missed from their relationship mm. together and I'll never I'll never get that. So I think you're very lucky that you got to see Emily getting married. Yeah. And be part of the wedding. Wow, like I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, me neither. Until you actually yeah. Yeah, until I you were talking about that. it. I feel so so yeah, I feel like I was a part of it in a way, not too much, but enough. And it was really beautiful. And I am really lucky for that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I'm so sorry that you didn't get that with them. Yeah, I, Thank I, you. Nobody's fault. I just missed that. And I think you're very lucky. Yeah. If I would, could turn back the time, I would love to see them getting married, you know, see the vows and mm. all that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure they had a beautiful wedding too. Yeah, I saw pictures. It was very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abby, what is your favorite thing about being in a polyamorous relationship and specifically the dynamic that you have with Elijah and Emily? I love the freedom that it gives you. I love that. I love the abundance of love. I don't think I ever thought that so much love was possible because, you know, when you find one person that you're so in love with, you're like, wow, this is this is the most love I can ever experience. But then you fall in love again and you're like, oh, my God, there's so much more love that's out there that you don't even know about. Um, I feel like I just feel loved constantly. And I feel like I have stability of a family. You know, I, I feel I feel like I have a, I'm a part of a family and I feel like I'm not trapped by that. I feel like I was always scared of a relationship because it was it always seemed like a trap. And now I'm in two relationships and it feels the opposite of a trap. Mm. That's what I mean by freedom. That's very that, beautiful. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Did it surprise you how deeply you're able to love both of them? Oh my God. Yeah. Like when I was falling in love with Emily, I could tell that my love for Elijah was growing. Yeah. Like the more love I felt for her, the more love I felt for him. That yeah. was so unexpected. And I think that was the moment that I really realized, like, this is, this is it. Like, oh, I'm definitely not monogamous. I'm polyamorous. Like, this is what I choose. <laughs> Did you experience some, like, uh, NRE spillover? Yeah, that's probably how to describe that. It was spillover NRE, but it was beautiful. It felt, I felt like it strengthened my relationship with Elijah and that's something that we wouldn't have had. I mean, obviously we would have been strengthened in other ways, but I feel like that's a special thing that he and I got too. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. Yeah. A spillover yeah. NRE. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did it change things with you and Elijah at all or like create any new insecurities for him or for you um, as things did progress more with Emily? I feel like he did a lot of processing on his own and didn't come to me with as much as 
I realized he was going through. Like when he started dating someone else and I was going through feelings and bringing it to him, he was saying, oh yeah, he felt all of that. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't really sharing that with me. He shared it with me when he needed to. He, I was always here for reassurance. I don't think anything really changed because I was here to reassure him whenever he needed it. And he needed it a decent amount, which I think is absolutely normal and good and good to give. Um, but no, I don't think anything really changed. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, I can relate I think, to that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Cause I think when, when Josh realized he was polyamorous and started dating, there was a lot that I went through, but most of the things were things that he couldn't really help me with. They were just, you know, kind of mental shifts where I had to kind of unwire the monogamous hierarchies and things. And it was like, a, yeah. a lot of that was very internalized. And then when Liv and I started our relationship and Josh would tell me some of the things he was feeling, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I get that. I, I've been there. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. resonates for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. That sounds similar. Yeah. Which I guess, I mean, going back to the Facebook connection hub or the Triple Talk connection hub on Facebook, like that's where a community like that is so beautiful. Cause as you do, as your dynamics do inevitably shift in a relationship, because even if you're in a monogamous relationship, things eventually are going to change. But in mm -hmm. something that's outside of that monogamous norm, usually those dynamics take on a different, you know, they look different as they play out and having a community where you can go and you're saying, hey, I'm feeling this. Does anybody relate? And yeah. having those people that mm -hmm. are like, yeah, I, I've, I've been there. I've felt that. And I'm, I can tell you that on the other side, it's absolutely beautiful. And not yeah. only do they respond, yeah. but they respond very quickly yes. <laughs> to the questions people post mm -hmm. there. That's I love great. that. Yeah. Yeah. And just being in a group where other people feel and or have felt the same way that you you do, it makes you feel more sane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You, you realize that your yeah. your emotions and your thoughts are valid. Yes. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. And I think it's important to not demonize those feelings when they happen too. Like when you feel jealousy, like it can feel like, oh no, I'm feeling jealous. But it's like jealousy yes. is a normal human feeling. We can move through it and we don't need to beat ourselves up about it. And I think right. that's a good thing where hearing that other people are going through this, it's like you're not a monster because you're a little bit jealous about your partner being out on a date with someone else. It's normal. It's natural. Right. We're going to work through it and move through it. And that's okay. Yes. I think that's what community is really good for. Yep. Well yes. said. Yeah, awesome. we're definitely, uh, I personally am a firm supporter of supporter of accepting negative emotions, including je uh, jealousy. Mm. It's such a, a part of our daily lives. And it's not, It's maybe it's made worse by polyamory, but it's always been there. And by saying you shouldn't be jealous because you chose to be polyamorous or non-monogamous, it's just not the healthy safe way to proceed. Yeah. I think that's the monogamous programming in our mm -hmm. brain is we shouldn't, our partner is with someone else that should trigger jealousy. It is triggering jealousy. Therefore it's bad. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When that's not the case. Uh, so, uh, uh Hazui, we we'll wrap up. Do you want to, uh, add anything, anything that our listeners should be, uh, hearing that you haven't told us or any questions you want to ask us anything? Um, I'm just so excited that you guys are doing this. I love, I love that we're in a place in society where we can be normalizing this and talking to each other and supporting each other through this because it really is important that we band together because there's going to be a lot of a lot of people not understanding and a lot of people who have negative things to say 
And I think the more people who are out and who are publicly talking about it, I think is good for all of us. And so I just really appreciate you guys and what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you. sharing Thank your you. words and your relationships. It's really beautiful. And Thank we you. appreciate you. Yes. yes. Yeah, I know. It's it's awesome to see you and your beautiful relationships out on social media and just showing the, the all the different facets. And yeah, there's like this, this very toxic mentality right now that anything other than, than monogamy is not healthy and mm -hmm. and in some way not fair to everybody involved and like the more of us that are out here the more we can start to show that that's absolutely not the case so yeah thank you for yeah. for being out as well so abby Thanks. thank you so yeah, much for great. being part of our show today uh, we're going to link course, thank uh, you for having me. We're going to link information on how uh, our listeners can get in, uh, in touch with you in the show notes of our episode. Uh, if you guys Perfect. like our episodes, uh, please go ahead and subscribe and share them with people just like yourself. And please leave us a note in the comments and tell us what resonated most with you about this conversation. And we'll see you next time.